I left my failing business that resulted in thousands of dollars of debt and almost killed my passion for entrepreneurship to set out on a journey to build a business I could enjoy doing the rest of my life. I went all in to learn a new skill and found myself in the world of funnel marketing. Now I get to talk to entrepreneurs who are creating mass movements and empowering others. I don't know how I'll do it yet, but I know I want to join them. Follow me on my journey as I speak with top entrepreneurs to learn the strategies they are using to build their movements and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Susan Leonardson, and this is Amplify Your Impact. Hey, Carla. Thanks for joining us today. How are you? Oh my gosh. I've checked out your uh, podcast and it's such an honor to be on here. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's such a compliment. Uh, so I want to get to know you a little bit better and, and have our listeners get to know you better. So can you give us a, a little bit of background on you and like what you've been able to accomplish in your career, which is, it's really awesome. I can't wait to talk to you more about it. Um, and, and like how you got into the business you're in now. Yeah. So I don't know if I want to change my title to nin, 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 because I kind of feel like that's been my theme for my whole life. <laughs> like <when laughs> growing up, I grew up on a farm and uh, in the middle of America, the career path for women was get married, be a teacher, be a secretary. Maybe if you're really good, you get to be a lawyer. And uh, I kind of went nin, 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 and took off to college and failed. <laughs> Studied art and was nearly flunking out. So, uh, so much for me, like being so cocky. And, uh, but I, I loved hanging out with the, the international students. And one of the international students said to me, look, Carla, you could study overseas if you wanted to. And I was like, well, I have no money. I've never spoken a foreign language, never even been on a plane. This sounds crazy. Okay, I'll try it. And <laughs> lo and behold, a year later, after getting a tutor and studying and all this other stuff, I end up living in Germany and learning the language. I stayed with a family. My uh, grandpa came from Germany, stayed with a family. And my uncle over there says to me, Carla, du bist ganz klug which means, Carla, you're really smart. And I never had anybody tell me that before. That's an awesome feeling. Yeah. Or maybe somebody that I like really looked up to because I really looked up to him. And it just it, it totally changed my whole trajectory of my life. I went home. I started two master's degrees while finishing my undergraduate um, graduated top of my class, all this stuff from flunking out not too long ago. Like I was ready to flunk out. So turn my life around. It allowed me to work for the Pentagon. I got to work on a $3.5 billion project with the Pentagon, getting rid of nuclear weapons. I was a translator for the Olympic Games. I got to work with Microsoft and they sent me overseas. I lived in London for like 10 years with Microsoft. And then I started my own business because um, Microsoft said, look, you can go to Seattle and be a programmer or we'll have to let you go. And I did not want to be a programmer. So I started my own business in London and that was drastically different than having this big safety net of Microsoft. And when I started my own business, um, 
I had really nasty habits of coping with stress. Nasty habits that you can have when you have a big safety net of a corporation taking care of you if you mess up. What are some of those habits that you realized you had? Um, well, I didn't realize I had them even. I just I just kept up with them. Uh, but, they were okay. drinking, you know, a lot of big dinner parties, drinking, going down to the pub. Uh, late nights and um, not be eating healthy, nothing like that. I mean, biohacking wasn't even a thing back then anyway. So my business was bleeding money and I was getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And when I thought things just couldn't get any worse, I got that middle of the night phone call from my brother saying dad had passed away and I had nothing. I had, like, I had no coping mechanisms because I was already tapped. I mean, I was already <laughs> like sleeping in, had migraines, ulcers, all this stuff, and then that happened. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much became a vegetable. Like my husband would try to take me out to cheer me up. We'd go out to restaurants, and every time I'd start crying. We go to get groceries. I start crying. Like I just cry at anything because I blame myself uh, for my dad passing away. I'd flown home uh, just beforehand to see him and I knew that his health wasn't very good. And I didn't say anything to my siblings because I didn't want to rock the boat. Uh, You know, like I'm only home for a week, keep it kosher. And then I went home and he passed away. So I blame, I carried around that blame and my husband didn't know what to do really. So he said, let's move back to South Dakota where your family is. And I thought that's absurd. Do you know how hard I worked to get to London, like learning foreign languages, working for all these different big corporations and organizations and everything else. There is no way, but I agreed to one year uh, spoiler alert, we're still here. That was like 10 years ago. So <laughs> that didn't, that, but we just packed like one bag each and sent over a box of belongings and that's it. Cause I thought we we're going to go right back to England and we got here and I just got worse. Like we're on the cusp of winter. Winters are really bad here. I had a failed business behind me, a culture shock. I mean, gaining weight really a lot because I wasn't even walking anymore. I was driving a two-ton vehicle everywhere. Oh, we had these wonderful healthy foods called sun chips and really good beers. (laughs) 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 Homemade beers. They had to be nutritious. So I was gaining weight and, you know, I, I, my health was just suffering. And it came to a head when I ended up in the ER with double pneumonia, could not breathe like for weeks and finally ended up in the ER. And the doctor says, here's something for your double pneumonia and here's something for your depression. And I thought, what? I'm not depressed. Like depression is, was totally something I didn't like. I never had, uh, I never hardly even taken aspirin before. Now here you're telling me I'm depressed. And so I was in complete denial of that and went home. And when you have pneumonia, you don't sleep. I mean, I wasn't sleeping anyway, but when you have pneumonia, you just lay down and you have this dry cough all the time. So I'd sit Mm -hmm. up and I was watching, um, I I was listening to a podcast from Oprah and she was talking about with her guest about writing down a few things each day that 
we're pretty good. And that how that rewires your mind. And they got into the whole neuroscience of it. And I was just like, wait, that can make you better. Oh my gosh. And I wasn't into anything woo-woo at the time or any any neuroscience or anything. I was like, it's that easy. I gotta try easy stuff. So I started a journal. And I was about two months into this gratitude journal, out for a walk, listening to music, and I'm coming up with stuff to put in my journal later on in that day. Like, oh, the weather's good. I lost some weight. I slept really good. I got a job offer. My relationships are better. And as I was going through this list, I'm like, holy crap, my life really changed since when I was in the hospital just a couple months ago. And I'm guessing like it, it probably changed quicker than two months. Like, you know, like I, the that's just when you realize. Yes, it. <laughs> it took me. It, I, I was a bit thick, and it took me a while to realize it. And so, anyway, as I'm out for a walk, and the sun is like on my face, it felt like the heavens parted, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I got to tell the world about this. This is so darn simple, and so transformative. So transformative that everybody like, why aren't we doing this in school? Why isn't everybody doing this? Like, this is just crazy easy." And the iPhone had just come out a few months prior to that. They were just about to release the SDK, the software development kit, where other developers could create apps for the iPhone. And I thought, I'm going to make an app. Like, no other Apple products, nowhere near anybody who knew how to make an app. Like, nothing. (laughs) It was so crazy. But I got up every morning before going into the day job, like 4.35 in the morning, worked on it, figured like there was no information out there even. There was no Facebook. There was no Instagram, like no social media. Twitter was the only social media. And I tweeted out to a couple of people like, hey, will you help me make this app? And um, became the first woman to launch an iPhone app solo. So without a team or anything, just put it out there. And I was like, oh gosh, I hope this helps at least one person. That's awesome. Yeah. It's helped hundreds of thousands of people, which has just been amazing. And then it also sent me down a rabbit hole of neuroscience and um, ancient wisdom and, you know, power rituals, all these other things. I've just... Uh, I don't know. I think I read about a book a day on those subjects, at least. (laughs) So I know personally, I've gone down this road several times because I know it's an important thing to do. And and like you've asked just now a little bit ago, you're like, this is so easy. Why isn't everyone doing this? Um, I, I, you know, I have the the, in the back of my mind, the, the Jim Rohn words of like, what's easy to do is easy not to do. Cause it is so easy to do, but it's for some reason, like I haven't been able to make it part of my everyday life. Like I've started and stopped so many times and I have looked for apps and, and there's a lot of them out there. So why don't you tell everybody like which one is specifically the one that you've launched and that is like wildly successful so my mine is called My Gratitude Journal. It has a little Buddha icon. So the difference between my app and others is your data is 100% private and you're not just getting an app. You're like getting a whole community and coaching and everything with it. It's like everybody else is just kind of concerned about the download. Hey, that's good. 
you're good. Get off my radar. But me, I want to actually help people a lot because I've been in their shoes and I know like that's not where you need to be. So let's talk about adapting it as a habit. I think a lot of times people just don't understand the value of adapting it as a habit. Like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. And the, the reason they don't see it is it's like this. Would you rather have a million dollars right now or I give you a penny and that penny doubles every day for 31 days? And most people are like, yeah, definitely the penny one because you'll get more money in the end. (laughs) Right. But here's the catch. It's like it doubles. It goes from one to two to four to eight. Right. But like day 17, 18, you're still like a thousand some bucks or a couple thousand bucks. And you're looking over at the person who took the million bucks and you're like, okay, I got shirt changed on this. And it isn't until like day 26 27, you see these um, radical changes. Two months in, like for you, and right. you realize two months later. Some yeah. People go into this doing it for a few days, going, okay, I don't really see anything. And it's like, okay, wait till you stay with it for a few weeks. And now, knowing how it really works, like truly understanding how it really works, I do it all day, every day. It is a constant practice because it has been proven on a scientific level. It's been spoken in like ancient scriptures and all sorts of different areas that this, I mean, this is the language of the universe is, and unfortunately we live in a society that wants to push you in the exact opposite way. And so you're... You're being conditioned from a very young age through school, like they put you in a class and they compare you to somebody else and with grades and this whole system that isn't really a good way to evaluate people's talents. And so right away, as a kid, you're like on the back foot of lack. Everything is lack. And then you have these commercials and information and comparison on social media and everything is lack. In fact, the top three industries in the world are dependent on you believing in lack and not enough and fear. And the top one is arms. I worked for the Pentagon and I worked at a $3.5 billion program. That's a lot of zeros in $3.5 billion. And we bought some pretty miraculous stuff. We did some crazy stuff with that. And the thing is, is when you look at the overall defense budget of the the U.S. alone, that $3.5 was just a sliver. It was just a teeny amount. So that's your money. Your tax dollars just sucked into fear and lack, right? Then the next one is pharmaceuticals. Eight of the top 10 pharmaceuticals prescribed eight of the top 10 prescribed drugs are for stress-related illnesses. These are all preventable illnesses. These are illnesses that are caused because we live in a society that has shirts that say hustle, 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 like work really hard, sacrifice, give up, only enjoy the things you like on the weekends until or until like you retire, you know, like only enjoy your talents be a cookie cutter like everybody else. You know, like we live in this society. That also, the third industry is alcohol and tobacco. So 
hey, you worked really hard, you're super stressed, let's have a drink, a depressant, and a cancer stick. Come on, go on, you deserve it. So here we are in this society that is like, the alcohol industry spends billions of dollars to make a depressant look super sexy and hot. And if you aren't taking that depressant, then you're not cool. So all these people who are like overly worked, so tired, I mean, sleep deprivation is an epidemic proportion. And um, so we're taking pills, we're popping pills because the doctors are telling us this and they're not looking at, hey, are you doing power rituals? Are you doing anything to, uh, as a preventive care? And preventive care goes beyond eating kale. Like, it goes way beyond that. <laughs> it definitely does. Um, so through this process um, where you started doing this, you realized your life had changed. It had totally changed everything for you in being able to cope with that stress that you were talking about, how you were dealing with it in the wrong ways before. Mm -hmm. And this you attribute like being able to totally change everything around to, um, practicing this, this gratitude journal habit daily. Yeah. Yeah. So the way our minds work is, the more you, okay, so when you're writing something down, your brain doesn't know if it's happening right now or in the past or the future. Like I was visiting a museum that was on the border of Mexico and they had you stand in the sand barefoot and put a virtual reality headset on and you lived an experience of an immigrant coming into the U.S. And in that experience, you had a border patrol guard put a gun to your head. And when that border patrol guard put the gun to my head, I fell to my knees. My heart was shaking. My palms were sweaty. It wasn't even happening to me. It was virtual reality. But my brain still kicked in the cortisol to protect me. And most of us, as soon as we wake up, are in that fight or flight mode. We have an overabundance of cortisol. Cortisol is actually as addictive as heroin. So once you start getting into that habitual cortisol shoots, if you're not getting it, your brain's going to look for it. It's going to find something to create that cortisol boost. And like even in the middle of the night, if you're waking up at two in the morning and you're checking your phone to try to get back to sleep, you're feeding that cortisol boost. You're feeding that addiction. So what happens when you're practicing gratitude and writing it down is an amazing practice with my app you put in photos so you're like cementing these experiences what i call i'm what i'm doing every night is i'm creating a memoir of my life's best moments for generations to come and i'm imprinting the abundance in life now from a neuroscience standpoint you're hardwiring synapses in your brain. So when you get into these stressful situations, your brain is going to fire differently because you're not uh, in this over um, in this overload of cortisol. You're able to think rationally through situations. So if you liken it, when I was younger on a farm, it would get super muddy in the spring. And my dad would get his tractor, fill up the scoop, and he'd drive it out to the feed out to the uh, stockyard to the where the cattle were and feed the cows and he'd do this over and over again two times a day to the point where the ruts in the ground from the tractor were just embedded 
And you wouldn't even have to turn the steering wheel. It, the tractor would just drive itself. It was just on autopilot. And that's what you're doing to your brain by creating the synapses over and over and over again. Now, a lot of people misunderstand it and it's being sold. Gratitude is being sold as like the universe is Santa. And if you say thank you, Santa will give you a little bit more. Like the universe will give you more. But if you aren't even saying thankful for what you want, what you already have, how's the universe going to give you more? And it's not like that. That is such a misconception. It doesn't work like that. Like it's going to, abundance is going to go to the drug dealer just as much as it goes to the um, social worker, right? They, it's, it's not based on who's the goody goody or who's doing good things or niceties or anything like that. Not to condemn that stuff. Like we want to be, want to be nice because that's another, when you aren't nice, that's focusing on lack. What it is, it's quantum physics. So with quantum physics, everything is everywhere and nowhere at the same time. And it's your attention to it that brings it about. So when you're sitting there going for two minutes a day, a lot of like some of these journals are like five minutes, get it done in five minutes. Why would you do that? I only want abundance for five minutes of my life. Give me lack for the rest of it, right? That's pretty much what it's saying. I'm only going to, like, at the end of the day, think about it. I'm just going to think about the good things. Why would you do that? Like, why would you just, that's like, okay, I'm just going to eat really healthy for my very first bite of the morning, and then the rest I'm going to eat is garbage. You know, yeah. Why would you, it just doesn't make sense. So when you're constantly in every situation focusing on, abundance. Let me back this up. Let me re-explain this. So sure. let's say you have an outcome that you want. Um, let's say that outcome is I'm going to ask this guy on a date and I want to want him to say yes. So you have a positive outcome and you have a negative outcome. Positive is he says yes. Negative, he says no. And you feel like a jerk, right? So the one thing that separates you from getting those outcomes is your emotions going into it. Because if you believe that for some reason, Johnny doesn't like you, I'm not sure if he's into me that much, I think he likes this other girl, you're going to have anxious apprehension. When you approach that situation, your actions are going to be different. Your emotions are going to be different. Everything is going to be totally different. But if you know that Johnny is crazy about you, you got this nailed, I don't know if nail's a good word, but <laughs> you got this <laughs> in the bag. That's also probably not good. <laughs> but you know what I yes. mean, jelly bean. And um, um, then you're going to go into it with joyful anticipation. Like you're just going to be having fun. You're going to do like things you probably wouldn't dream of. You're going to have confidence, mm -hmm. right? So it's anxious or confidence brings yep. the results. Money loves confidence. Relationships love confidence. Confidence is so key. Confidence is believing that you have it and you're not lacking anything. But how do you go into every situation with that confidence? And I'm not talking arrogance because that's lack. I'm not talking any of that. That's all still lack. Confidence is like coming from a heart center, like 
I believe that I, I love myself and I love this other person and together we're, we're good. Like, even if Johnny said, no, you're good. You know, you're good. You just got that confidence. And the way that you go into every situation with that level of confidence is by practicing gratitude over and over and over again. So even if things don't work out for you, there is something in there that you can find grateful. Like, even though my dad passed away at a very young age, where I probably could have stepped into it, guess what? On the heels of that, I created an app that changed hundreds of thousands of lives. I'm now coaching people and helping them. I mean, I am changing so many new, so many lives that I wouldn't have otherwise. And so in every situation, you can find that. And so many people are just like, okay, I'm just going to find a few things today. That's it. And, I, and they do it because, oh, this is what Oprah's doing. Or this is what, you know, somebody, Bill Gates or somebody is doing. How do you know? How do you know this is what they're doing? You have no idea. So, so then the, putting this into practice daily is rewiring your brain to be able to, like, I imagine at first when you're working with people and they are starting this from the beginning, it is that, um, act of like, I'm just doing it because I said I was going to do it. And this is, you know, I'm going to do it like write down my three, four things at the end of the day. But as you keep doing it and you have the right intentions, I imagine that it turns into like, it makes it easier for people to go through the, throughout their whole day and be able to pick out those those things throughout their whole day rather than you know at the end of the day having to think back like oh and like taking a little bit extra time to figure out like what was good today like yeah. it becomes an automatic thing throughout the whole day so working up to that i'm sure is is something that is needed for beginners and then, yeah, after you get to that point of where you're being able, you're able to recognize um, things to be grateful for and the good things in life throughout your day. Like, I mean, I could just talking to you, like you're a very happy, um, confident, bubbly person. And I'm obviously you weren't always this way because no. you've gone through so many struggles. <laughs> um, but because you're able to now go through your day positively throughout mm. your entire day, like. That's such a huge thing. Yeah. And you bring up a really good point. Go through your day. If it, writing it down has a neuro connection that is more impactful than just thinking things up. Like if you can add in more senses, the more impactful it is. Just like that gun to my head, the more impactful it was. But don't like, don't, because people will go, oh, well, what, at what point do I start writing it down? And here's the thing. A lot of these journals say, write it, write like three things down, write one thing down. No, write at least eight things down, go deep. And if you're like in a really hard place right now, if you're really struggling, do what I call 30 for 30. This will get you unstuck. It will. I promise you, hand over heart. And all you have to do, it takes like, oh, it's so easy. What you do is you write down 30 things that you absolutely love. I love the smell of fresh grass. I love walk, going for walks. I love hanging out with my dog. I love watching this TV program. You write down those 30 things and then you read them out loud because you'll feel a physical difference when you read it out loud too. Now, you write down 30 things every day for 30 days. Now here's the kicker. 
You can't have anything on your list repeat. It has to be something new every single time. And you know what? You'll start discovering so many new things. It's that uh, quantum physics. You'll be giving your attention to new things. New things will appear. They'll show up in your life. And when you're doing this, you can write about stuff that's not in your life right now. You can future pace yourself and be grateful for things that are coming. I mean, in fact, that's the most powerful way to do this because then you're creating that. Like they say your thoughts become what you manifest in your life. I don't believe that. I believe it's what you feel in your heart because your heart energy is 10 times stronger than your head energy, the energy off your mind. So it's when it starts there and you can actually feel it in your heart that it starts to show up in your life over and over again. I love that. That's such a great tip because it's easy to say like, you know, be grateful, think about things throughout the the whole day. Um, But we, when you are in a deep, dark place and which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to, it's hard to just, it's hard to do it first of all, but it's also like if you, if, if you're telling people to think of 30 things each day and people are able to do it and someone's listening right now, they're like, I can't even think of three things right now. Right. You're telling them to think of 30, like, yeah, dig deep and do it. And you know, that that's life changing. That's 30 times 30. I can't even do that math in my head, but the end of 30 days, you've got so much to be grateful yeah. for. Yeah. And when you read, I mean, and it's so crazy. I still do it too. I get stuck all the time and I'm like, oh my gosh, go back to the basics, Carla. Come on. Now here's another thing. Like I have a lot of clients who uh, have went through a painful divorce or they lost a child at a very young age. And I have them write down hundreds of reasons why they're grateful for that person. Like if they're going through a divorce, a hundred reasons. Like even if a guy was a jerk and he cheated on her and left her with five kids and not a dime in the bank, you write down hundreds of things of what you're grateful for. Because what it does is forgiveness isn't forgiving that person to like saying, hey, you did me good. I'm like, I deserve this. I'm a doormat. It's none of that. It's giving it to yourself, like breaking that past away from you so you can go into that level of abundance and not be held captive down in that place of lack where the hurt happened. That's powerful. I love that so much. And I bet that'll help a lot of people that listen to this episode. So thank you so much. Yeah. Um, Carla, if people want to connect with you, obviously, um, if you are interested in, in checking out Carla's app, it's called my gratitude journal. And is that exclusively for, um, iPod uh, iPhones right now? Yeah, it is. And if you go to the gratitude app.com, it'll take you directly to it. Perfect. And where else can people connect with you? Yeah. So I have CarlaWhite.org. And um, every now and again, I launch a 21-day challenge. So look out for that. Right now, it's the OneHabitChallenge.com. But I'm also on the cusp of launching a new one that is going to prove to everybody that there is a lot of money in the universe because I think that's probably the biggest misnomer there is, is that there's not enough money. There's not enough. Yeah, that's awesome. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. So connect with Carla. Um, are you on any social media that people can go? Yeah. So just go to Insta. Instagram is my fave. 
Hey, Carla White. That's Carla with the C and white like the color. H-E-Y, Carla White. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today, Carla. Yeah, absolutely. What a great conversation. Thank you for listening to this episode of Amplify Your Impact. If you're loving what you're hearing, please subscribe and leave a review to help others like you discover the show. Now, have you ever wished that you could have a funnel builder or funnel designer on demand at your call whenever you needed them? Well, I want to invite you to go check out profunneldesigns.com where you can get a funnel builder for your team for a flat monthly fee and get whatever you need done anytime you need it. If you have existing funnels that need some optimization and redesigning, if you need new funnels built, then we can get new funnels built for you. And if you are just needing someone to manage what you already have going, then we can help with that as well. So head on over to profunneldesigns.com and check out what we can do for you.